Good afternoon to my Vaughn listeners. This is your host, Lady G, coming to you on this beautiful Monday afternoon. It's cold, but it's still a beautiful Monday afternoon. I hope you all had a wonderful and a splendid weekend. Uh, you spent it in um, in a very, very wise and beautiful manner. So it's Monday again. Some people are back at work and we are looking forward to level two. But also understanding that as much as it's level two, COVID-19 is still here with us people. So we still to also put those measures in place. We must continue to be safe in public gathering places. When you are in public, be safe. Try to maintain at least 1.5 meters to 2 meters where it's possible but at least 1.5 meters must be adhered to make sure that we are wearing our mask when we are in the public places and also those who will be going to work maybe under level three you were not back at work you are back at work you are going to realize that there is a lot of changes that are going are taking place in your workplace uh please adhere to those changes i know people it is not easy i'm also back at work it is not easy but we have to for our safety and if you look at the states um the, the statistics it will tell you that uh the, the numbers are increasing especially in the workplaces and I understand why because we are cautious when we leave our homes whether it's by public transport or wherever we go but once we get to our workplaces we are with the people that we are familiar with we suddenly forget about masks we suddenly forget about touching we sit together in the tea rooms and all of those things so that's those are the kind of places where we have to be really careful so so that we also play our part we play our part in trying to flatten the curve until the until god evaporates this virus because we still believe that our god is the healer he is the one who will heal us so because he is not a man to tell a lie neither is he a son of man to go back on his word so until then let us continue to be safe look after our loved ones and be safe so we are continuing it's also uh it's still august i know some maids might not be happy because it's still august some they said when i was joking with them at the construction site they said every day is woman's month leave us alone with this woman's month of yours so we were just joking so it's still woman's month and we still want you guys to pamper us to treat us like queens because we really are queens we are the masterpiece of god so it is still that month so once again to those who have just come in this is your host lady g uh we are on voice over the nation on our afternoon segment where we speak about our gifts the gifts that god has blessed us with the talents you know the promises of god the journey that we've traveled with god or the journey that god is still taking us on you know and as we know that each journey when you are traveling long distances, there are places where you just love the scenery, the roads that you are looking at, and you are saying, wow, even the road is looking good. And then there are 
There are times where you get where there are bumpy rides, where there are portals, where it's gravel and all of that. So even life, it is like that. It's smooth at one time and then we uh, encounter challenges, hiccups, gravel road, you know, your portals. In some areas, they don't even call them portals. They call them bucket holes because they are so big. So even the journey that we travel, whether you are a child of God or not, it is like that. But what is important is knowing who you are and who you are traveling this journey with. Because the God that you serve said he will never leave you nor forsake you. When it is a smooth ride, a smooth sailing, he is there. When there are storms, when there are bucket holes, when it's a gravel road, when it's bumpy, he is still there because he did say he will never leave you nor forsake you. So that's the journey that we travel with our maker and we look forward to each and every every route that we are going to be taking with our God. So we've discussed about a lot of women over the month since the month started. We've spoken about the women that God is calling into this army as God is calling us to be women on the front line as God is saying I am raising you up women. I am going to mantle you. You are the women that I'm going to use in this season. Come and be a part of this army and don't worry about where you come from or your past whatever just know that I am your God and I did say to you that I am the Alpha and the Omega so allow me to be your Omega in this time so whatever happened in the past don't worry about it so that is what God is busy saying to us as women where he wants us to be clothed with strength where he wants us to be clothed with glory, with power, with might. He clothes us with all of those things himself, our God. So we are still continuing to talk about women and what kind of an instrument we are in this time as women. You know, so let us not allow the devil to distract us or the devil to, to, to put us down, to bring us down, to leave us discouraged, despondent, where the devil wants us to not focus on where God is calling us. So let us continue this journey as women and let us know that we are called and we have been chosen to make a difference. That is why we are here in this time as women. We looked at the women that made made powerful, powerful changes and impacts. We've said we are all game changers in our in our own different sphere. We are game changers, you know. God has created us to be game changers. So don't look down on yourself. You are also here to change the game. As the worldly system knew it, as the devil knew it, you are the one who is called to change that game and that system so this this morning i just thought to myself uh, um, i received a call from my sister and she was just telling me uh she's in kzn so she was telling me about one of um that one of the guys who was in our home cell uh so i used to call him my son uh, in our home cell so he was um at a young age you could tell that this boy will be an anointed preacher of the word of god he will preach the word of god so he talks when he phoned me told me what has transpired you know how they were at a party and he was so drunk and all of those things and i just thought to myself so and i said hey 
my sister said now it's time for us to really pray for him we 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 knew that his life was headed in a wrong you know wrong path but we've been discussing discussing it but god said now it's time you stop discussing things and start start praying you know because this is what we do sometimes as women we we discuss things amongst one another and there is no action and that is really being taken or being done. We just ended discussing it. We can see what is happening. We hear what is happening. We know what is happening. But that is where it all ends by us just discussing it. You know, discussing it amongst ourselves. And once we finish discussing it, it's there. It's done. We don't. We don't. We don't do anything different. So every time we hear of something, we discuss. There is no action that is being done. So this is where God now took me to say, okay, for so for today, let me talk about this. As in this beautiful Monday, uh, Monday uh, afternoon, let me start talk about this as women to just throw a challenge at one another. This is also a challenge for me. I was challenged by this when God spoke this to me. So I'm also throwing this challenge at you. I was really hurt by God. So I want you to also hurt like me because really God made me to understand that there are things that happen where, where I'm at fault. I am to blame as a woman. So this is why I'm saying I was hurt by God because he made me realize the truth of it to say there are things, you know, so there was, there's a saying that says in order for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing. Sometimes even us as women, we've been like that. We are those kinds of good men who've done nothing. And this is why evil is thriving. So God had to bring that to my face. Hence, I am saying he hurt me this morning by making me to realize that, you know what? I might think I am innocent in all of this, but really I am not. So this is why I'm saying I also want to throw this challenge at you. If it hurts you, I also, I also pray that you may be you may be challenged by God. So it's um it's a scripture that is found in Jeremiah 9 verse 17. It's a very, very familiar scripture. We always quote it. You see, we are so eloquent in understanding scriptures. Have you ever come across a person that you come and you pray for? They end up finishing the scriptural verses for you. But that scriptural verse they can finish, it has never done anything to them. Because we, we've learned the scriptures, but we've never really put action or understood the meaning of those scriptures. So even the scriptures, I'm sure even this month and next month, when it's women and it's the month of September, these are the, the, the scriptures that we even name our gatherings. We call our gatherings, ah, Google's holding a gathering next week, Saturday. It's called Call on the Wailing Woman. But at the end of, after everything that is done, what was the action that was done? Because we are even naming and calling these gatherings according to this. But when you look at it, no action has taken place. So this afternoon, we are going to take action. So it's Jeremiah 9 verse 17. It reads thus as follows. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider and call for the mourning or wailing women, that they may come and send for skillful wailing women, that they may come, let them make haste and take up the wailing for us, that our eyes may run with tears, 
and our eyelids gush with water. For a voice of wailing is heard from Zion. How we are plundered. We are greatly ashamed because we have forsaken the land. Because we have been cast out of our dwellings. Yet hear the word of the Lord, O woman. And let your ear receive the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters wailing and let everyone, her neighbor, a lamentation. So when I read this, because this is for me, when immediately when I I received the news, that was the scripture that just came to mind. And I was really pondering on it and just thinking, thinking on it. And then it made, uh, I went and I looked up the meaning of wailing woman. So uh, the wailing woman, it says, the dictionary meaning says, this is a woman who's often presented as a Benji type, an apparition of a woman in white, often found by the lakes or rivers, sometimes at crossroads, who cries into the night for her lost children whom she has killed. That really shook me, you know, because I'm thinking, okay, God, I might not have killed anyone, you know, uh, yeah, but, 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 but the way that scripture made me to, the way the definition made me to understand, to say, when the word of God says there are sins of omission, because sometimes there are those kids that we have killed by not doing anything, by just sitting and discussing them. So this is a woman who cries in the night for her children so i was looking at this and i thought it's time for us as women now to say we are going to cry in the night we are going to cry for our children i might not have physically killed them but by me not doing anything i am contributing something to their death I am contributing something to their death. There are a lot of things, you know, I might not have signed the petition, you know, for those laws of abortion and all of that. By me not signing, um, I am the one who's adding to their death because there is something that I could have done. You can do something. Our children are dying. They are dying in alcohol, in drugs, in gangsterism, drug abuse, your molestation. There are many forms that are killing our children. And as women, we are saying we are tired of discussing these things. We must put these things into action. We are wailing to one another whereas god wants us to wail to him we must wail to god we've been wailing to one another where when i see you i talk about this but god is saying stop this thing of you we have been wailing but at the wrong people because i've been wailing to somebody who is also in a situation like me we've been wailing at each other but god is saying now it's time for you to stop it come and wail to me because it's only god who can change the situation god will give us the strategy to change the situation that we are faced with the laws of injustice it's time for us to wail we must wail 
It is time for us as women to understand that we need to wail no longer to one another, but to God. Even if it means wail like dead woman, dead woman wails alone in the middle of the night alone she doesn't need to wait for her conference she doesn't need to wait for her seminar she doesn't need to wait for her camp she doesn't need to wait for an important gathering that is going to be called by the soren souls in order for her to go and wait she weighs by herself in the middle of the night that is what we need to understand as women that wailing starts there where i as a cuckoo begin to wail by myself before i am called into any gathering i must wail i must stop wailing at the wrong people the right person is in front of me he said he will never leave me nor forsake me he said he will never leave me no forsake me remember when 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 i said it, there's a saying that says it takes a village to raise a child when we as women in this village we understand that these children are our children i might not have given birth to them physically but they are my children i will stand in the gap for them I will stand, lament, wail, and moan. I will fast. I will stand in the gap for them. I may not have given birth to them, but I need to stand in the gap in the middle of the night and wail for them. That is what God is requiring out of us as women. As we are saying, it's Women's Month where we are saying we are the masterpiece of God. Let us show God what he means when he calls us his masterpiece. Because we are the people who understand being in the master's hands. When the master shapes us and he molds us, he makes us the pieces that he wants us to be. We are here to say we will stand in the gap and wail for our children. We will stand and wail for our children. The Bible meaning of a wailing woman, it says those women whose voice uh, are the pain and whose lament serves as a memorial of what has happened uh, of, of those whom we have lost. So our children might not have received a, a physical death, but a spiritual death. So we need to moan and wail for them as they are caught up in drugs, as they are caught up in alcoholism, as they are caught up in all of these evil practices that they are caught up in. They are our children. We need to cry for the lost our children no longer must we sit and discuss and say at least my daughter is not like that and least at least my son is not doing that i wonder how what what would i feel like if i was that moment you know here at the shame every saturday she has to go to you know once a month she has to go for these parole board offices oh oh again she's going to court it's that son of us that son of us it's time for us to stop it it's time for us to stop it 
and say it takes a village to raise a child. I will stand in the gap. Even if we as mothers, when we, we gather together, you know, we have these things of drinking tea, coffee, we come together. How about we come with the list of saying this week we are praying for this Mrs. So-and-so's daughter, Mrs. So-and-so's son. That is what we are going to be doing. No more are we going to discuss them. No more are we going to be saying, shame. No, we've been wailing to one another. Let us wail to God. Discuss this matter with God. It's time for us to do that as women. The change must start with us as women. I said it might not have entered your door. It might be sitting at your neighbor's door. My son is the perfect son. He gets straight A's. I know where my son is headed. I don't even want my son to associate with the and souls because they are going to corrupt him. They are so corrupt. Yes, you may be right. But what I'm saying is how about those corrupt sons and the the, the girls and the daughters you are referring to, you take them to God now and say, Father, I bring them before your throne. They may not be my biological children, but as a mother, I know that mother's pain. I know that sister of mine's pain. Father, I am my sister's keeper. I will stand in the gap for my sister's daughter, for my sister's son, because I know that no mother gave birth to a drug addict. No mother gave birth to a gangster. No mother gave birth to a murderer. So I will stand in the gap and look at that child as if it's my own. And I will cry and I will lament before you are God as if I'm crying for my own son or my own daughter. No more will my sister's daughter be my tea time discussion. No more will my sister's son be my tea time discussion. We said, this is the month where we are saying, God, I am my sister's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. So I will keep what my sister holds dear. My sister never gave birth to a murderer, to a gang, you know, a gang lord. My sister never gave birth to a murderer. I will stand in the gap. I will cry and I will lament for my sister's son as if it were my own. No longer will I wail at the wrong people about her or him. I will go to you, O oh God, because I am my sister's keeper. It's time for us to cry to God for those that are lost. As I'm remembering a beautiful book that is written by a man of God, uh, Pastor Jacobus it says no mother gave birth to a drug addict because we are so quick to discard them. That's why they say there is no rubbish bin for humans. But we've literally done that. We've done that. The way we look at them, such a face of disgust. You are so filthy. You are so dirty. You disgust me. We've literally thrown them in the bin. 
and we forget that that is somebody's daughter, that is somebody's son. I thank you, God, that my son is not in this situation yet. But I know that by your grace, he will never be, oh God. So, Father, I bring my sister's son. I bring my sister's daughter. That same grace that found my son. May that be the grace that finds my sister's daughter. That's the language we should be talking to God. Because it's not by your might, nor by your strength, nor by your own wisdom that your kids have turned out right. So let's go to God and say, God, you've shown me grace in my house. You've shown me grace. Look at my children. Look at what you have done. I pray for the same grace to visit my neighbor's house. The same grace to visit my sister's children. That's how we should be praying to God as wailing women. We said we are one another's keepers. And we said in this army, we are locking shields. We are holding one another. We are saying, sister, I'm the shoulder that you are going to cry on. What is troubling you at home? Sister, I'm the one who will rejoice with you when you are rejoicing. That's the kind of an army that God is raising. Not an army where we cannot stand together for one another. God wants us to be that army. So, whatever my sister goes through, I will be with her. I will be with her. I will be with her. We are in great distress as a nation. We need to understand that. We are in great distress as a nation. Um, my listeners, let us take a break and then we will come back. We are still discussing being a wailing woman for the nation. Yes, we are back. Uh, thank you for that wonderful break. We are still continuing to discuss about us as women wailing for the nation, wailing for one another's um, challenges, standing in the gap for your sister. So as I was saying, I was reminded of a book uh, by um, Jacobus Nomdu, uh, Apostle. It says, no mother gave birth to a drug addict. No mother gave birth to a drug addict. Just like you wouldn't want to see your children hurt or in harm's way, same thing with this mother. You wouldn't want to go and visit your children every week in prison. You wouldn't want to do that. I'm sure even the mother who goes and sees her children there, it's not the life she planned for herself. It's not the life she envisioned for herself. She also had dreams and visions just like you for her children. And by the grace of God, your kids have turned out okay. How about you ask God for that same grace? As I said, wailing. We said this woman is a woman who stands in the middle of the streets, in the middle of the night. And she starts to cry for the lost children whom she has killed. So I said, we might not have killed any physically. We've never killed any. 
But when we understand by us not doing anything, there are so many that we have killed. By us not doing anything, there are so many that we have killed. So it's time for us to stand in the gap and understand what it means. As I said, it takes a village to raise a child. Until you, still, you, you stand in the gap, until your heart breaks for the child as if it was your own child. Then we will understand the true meaning of wailing. I said this woman is not a woman who waits for conferences to go and wail, who waits for gatherings to go and wail. She wails alone in that street while she's looking for her lost children. Our children are lost. Our children are lost. They don't know which way to go. They don't know which way to go. They don't have direction. They are so lost. They need us to stand so that we can bring them into alignment so that they can find their way. Yes, I will stand in the gap for my sister's children. I will stand in the gap for my sister's children. I might not have given birth to them, but I understand that I am my sister's keeper. So I will stand in the gap for my sister. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes, I am. This is what this scripture means to us. Let us come together and let us stand. I said your kids might not be in this situation. But when we understand that we are an army. And what affects one will affect all of us. I said it might not be at your doorstep. But believe you me, my sister. As we stand together, we can overcome whatever has come to knock at my sister's door. My sister, I said, I will be the shoulder for you to cry on. I will laugh with you when you are going through good times. I will cry with you. So even when you are crying for your kids, I will stand in the gap with you. That is what we need to do as women in this time so that we understand what it means to be a part of this army. A part of this army. Call on the wailing woman. And they may come. Let them make haste and take up a wailing for us. There is such an agency here. Jeremiah says, let them make haste. There is an agency. There is a call for us as women. There is an agency to cry and call and cry for our children. Cry for our children. Cry for our children. There are so many things. The family structure that our children know of needs for us to cry for so that it cannot be destroyed. So that it cannot be poisoned, it cannot be interfered with, with the laws that the state wants to pass. The marriage structure that we know from the biblical point of view and our children are being poisoned and being corrupted by even what they watch on the TV. They don't know, they are not sure which direction to take, which way to follow.
because the family structure, the marriage structure that is according to the word of God is being destroyed. It's being tainted until we as women understand that and we lament and we wail and cry before God for them. Let us cry before God for them. Let us cry before God for them. And as long as we don't understand that as women, they will be lost. They will continue to be lost rather. They will continue to be lost and they will die in that area. We don't want them to die in that area. So let us wail. Let us lament. Let us cry to God. Let our eyes run with tears. When I thought of this young man, what has become of his life, I said the devil came to steal, kill and destroy. And what the devil is doing to this young man's life is what he is doing to most of the young men, the young women out there. And they need us. To no more discuss about it. Not to talk about it to one another anymore. Let us take this matter to God. Take it to God and say, Father, we are saying enough is enough. As women, we are crying for the state of our nation. We are crying for this government of ours that, that is in power. A change must take place. A change must take place. Our children can no longer die like this. Our children can no longer suffer and be lost like this. We need to stand in the gap for our children. We need to stand in the gap. I said it might not, your kids might not be affected. But until you learn to stand in the gap and say a prayer and say, Father, I pray that may the grace that visited me in my house, let that grace visit my neighbor. Let that grace visit Sister Sorenso's children. Let that grace visit my sister's children. Maybe she no longer has the strength or the energy to stand in the gap for her own kids. Be that pillar of strength for her. Stand. Stand in the gap for her children. Speak a blessing over your sister's kids. Speak protection over your sister's kids. Speak direction over your sister's kids. We said in this army... We look after one another. We look after this one another. Deborah, I will look after your kids. Esther, I will look after your kids. Jael, I will look after your kids. Rebecca, I will look after your kids. Rahab, I will look after your kids. That is what we are saying in this army. In this army, we are locking shields because no one is standing on their own. No one is standing alone. I am here for you. Until we as women. Stand. Learn to stand and say that. Whatever the devil. 
had planned in store for our kids, his plans will be destroyed until we can stand in the gap and make our hearts to break as if these kids who are murderers, who are stuck in jail, who are stuck in alcohol, who are, who are, who, 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 who are, who are stuck in drugs. These kids, until we stand in the gap and lament and wail to God, not to one another, no more discussing them, let us take this matter to God and say, Father, we bring them before your throne. We bring them before your throne. Until we are able to do that. Until we are able to do that. As phone listeners, there will be a change. So as I said to you, God had to deal with me because I realized that we speak a lot of things as women. But we are not true to our words. We speak a lot of things, but we are not true to our words. So let us stand. Stand. You know what is happening in your community. As I said, when I heard the story of this young man, I was reminded of the things he used to do for the Lord. And I thought the devil came to steal, kill and destroy. I'm not going to ask where are his parents. I'm going to stand in the gap as if this is my son. I'm going to stand and lament in the gap as if this is my own son that I gave birth to. I don't care what happened in the past. I don't care what he did or who did what. Maybe he is like this because his parents spoiled him. If they had not spoiled him, he wouldn't have ended up in drugs. They gave him money to buy whatever he wanted to buy. That is fine. I don't care about that anymore. All I care about is what I see now. And what I see is a son who is headed for destruction. Is a daughter who is headed for destruction. So I am saying, Father, not on my watch. Not on my watch. I will lament. I will wail alone like that woman who is in the middle of the streets, in the middle of the night. She didn't wait for conferences. She didn't wait for mass gatherings. She said, I will stand alone. How about we also do that? We don't wait for mass gatherings. We don't wait for whatever and say, we will do it alone. I will stand alone. And say, Father, I bring the son to you. I bring this son to you. You know, when Daniel was praying, he said, Father, we have sinned. Forgive us. But Daniel was not there yet when those sins happened. But he understood that he needed to be in the gap. So even us, that is what we need to do. As long as we are treating them with eyes of disgust, foreign eyes, we will never be able to make a change. We will never be able to make a change. We cannot have our kids dying because of the system that we are living under. The Pharaoh system has got our kids. The Pharaoh system 
teaching our kids all the wrong ways. All the wrong ways. The Pharaoh system that allows our kids to have your same-sex marriages. All of these things that the word of God is against. That's the Pharaoh system that says it's okay to partake in this and this. That's the Pharaoh system. What is God saying? Pro-life, pro-choice. It's okay to have these abortions. It is okay. That's the Pharaoh system that our kids are involved in. Let us lament, wail and cry to God and say, Father, not on our watch. Not on our watch. Not on our watch. So my Vaughn listeners, let us stand in the gap and say, I will be my sister's keeper. I will be my sister's keeper. I will watch over her children. I will watch over her kids. I will watch over them. So um, I hope you have been blessed by today's segment. We will see each other tomorrow, same time, same place. Uh, I truly hope you are blessed. As I said, this really touched me when I looked at the life of this young man. The devil is coming into the house of God, robbing and stealing. So we must say no, enough devil, no, enough. So I said no more discussing, wailing to one another. Let us wail to the person who can make a change. Let us wail to the person who can make a difference. That is our God. Not one another. So my Vaughn listeners, let us digest Jeremiah and really look at it. Jeremiah is throwing a challenge to individual women, to us as women. To us as women, be your sister's keeper. Look after your sister's kids. I said no mother gave birth to a drug addict. No mother gave birth to a murderer. No mother gave birth to a rapist. No mother gave birth to an abuser, to a molester. No mother gave birth to all of those. So let us stand in the gap for one another. I love you, my Vaughn listeners. Same time tomorrow. This is your host, Lady G, bouncing. Bye.